Amen. Um, I'm just going to open up tonight with a f- two scriptures, sorry. And I know when I got saved, these scriptures, they really did speak onto me. Do you know, it was like a light bulb going off in my mind. And it's Mark 8 and 36. For what will it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Verse 37. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Um, but as most of you know, my name's Emma. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my mum and dad reared us in the church. We knew the truth from a young age. Um, went to Sunday school, youth club and church. And But I got to be 15. <clears throat> and I remember it's clear. And I went into my mum and I told her, Mum, I, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to go back to church. I know at that age, you know, I, I was 15. Not much was going to change. And that's what mum basically said. She's like, love you're 15, you're still going to church, you're still going to the youth club. So I was like, right, okay. So that was fine. So I did have to go until a certain age. And then I completely came away from the church for a good lot of years. I didn't step foot in a church for many, many years after that. And, you know, growing up in my teens and my 20s, it was just an, an, a normal kind of teenage girl. You know, nothing major really happened, if I'm being honest. But as I look back now that I'm saved... It was about 22, 23 when I can look back and say that's when things started to go down, like like just like spiraled down. Do you know what I mean? It was slow. It didn't just, it, it wasn't fast. It was very slow. And I just made a lot of wrong decisions. I made a lot, lot of wrong choices at that age. And it was about 22 that I... Um, I got into my mind that this this life that doesn't exist, that the enemy will tell you does exist. I got it into my mind that I wanted this life and I thought if I had certain things in my life that I was really going to make it, I was going to be happy. And so at 22, I decided to... Um, t- I decided to join a dance a dance team. And to my shame I loved it. I loved everything about it. That's when I really got my taste of sin and I ran with it. I ran at a high speed. And this caused many of arguments on our home between my parents and Paula. And I just didn't care because in my mind, nothing was going to stop me from doing this. I loved it. I loved my sin. I knew, I loved everything about it. And at that time, you know, I was, I was fair, I was empty. I always knew I was, I had an, an emptiness in my heart that no matter what I tried to do, nothing was filling this emptiness in my heart. There was a missing piece. And I was trying to fill it with dancing. At the weekends, I was trying to fill it with relationships, the wrong relationships that leave you wounded, that leave you hurt and broken. And you know, the world's mentality is move on, shake yourself off and move on. But that doesn't happen because you carry it with you. You know, it doesn't happen. And um, so to say, yeah, 22, that all happened. Joined the dancing 
So I was doing that for about five years and things were getting dark. They really, really were. And this brought me up to about 24, 26. Yeah, in there right now. And I was full of confusion. I knew I was a different person. I knew that something dark had entered in. I, I knew it. My family could see it in my eyes. Remember Paula was saying there was something behind the eyes. But you know, but I was still running for it. I was running for this life. Do you know, I tried to fill it with so many things. I was so lonely. But I put on a face that I wasn't lonely because I still had friends. Do you know what I mean? I was still doing everything that looked normal to everyone. I was so lonely. I was empty. I was confused. I was weighed down by all my sin, the choices that I made, the sin that I was involved in. Do you know, but I tried filling this emptiness in my life with a business. I opened up my own business in 2017. I tried to fill it with cars. I've got a lovely car on the road. I, I tried to fill it with the money I made from a business. That only lasted for so long. That dries up. Do you know what I mean? It only satisfies for so long. Then I had the dancing, the relationships. And then I got fixed on the self-image, you know, what the world portrays you and what you should be looking like. And it was January 2018, that maybe the year before, I got saved in the June. And that year before, maybe six months, it was bad. Our our family was, it was, it was bad. Do you know, it was, and I know it was always in my sin. It was everything that I was doing. It was everything I was involved in, you know. And I know mum tells me now, I obviously am saved, but like when they see my car pulling up, they were like, here we go. Do you know, because they just knew it was going to be the same old angry Emma. Do you know, it was, it was ugly. And I, I know that it, it was, it's sin. Do you know, it is ugly. And, um, so even at that time, put, me and Paula were always close, like always close, but even then, that January of 2018, we started clashing. It was, it was coming to head to head. It was, it was bad, but it was light, it was light and darkness. It was just clashing. It just wasn't working. I had no interest in what mom and Paula were talking about. Anytime I heard them talking about the church and the things of God, I would, I rolled my eyes and was like, here we go again. Do you know, it, I just didn't want to be a part of it. And, um, but back in January, so I decided to um, go away to Cyprus. There was a few a few of us in the team that um, got chosen to go away to Cyprus. It was a contract, and you went over to the club and you worked there, and that was fine. So, but you know, even in my sinful state, I remember as clear they were showing us things that you know would have been going on over there and what we would have been doing, and I just knew in my heart it was something just not right. And I was like, oh dear, maybe this is, this is a step too far. Do you know, but then the enemy comes. Do you know, he's nothing but a liar. Like, the, the Bible actually tells the father off it. All he does is lie. And that, that thought of, well, maybe I shouldn't actually agree to go here, was quickly reversed. I'm going. I'm going to love it. It's what you love to do. Go for it. Do you know, you're going away to get paid. Why wouldn't I go? So anyway, I agreed to go. And, um... But as that, as that time was approaching, I have to be honest, I, when I look back now, I was numb. I was numb to everything. I was numb to people's emotions. I was numb to everything. It, it wasn't good. My mental state, it wasn't great, if I'm being totally honest. It really wasn't. And so the June then came, 
and I was due to go away on the Wednesday anyway and the Sunday came and I'm packing my case I'm buzzing to be going away I thought in my mind right okay I'll go away get away from it all clear my mind I'll come back and I'll start from there do you know and then my phone pinged and it was Paula and she says will you come to church tonight I was like, oh goodness. So I was like, in the middle of packing my case. I'll be honest, it was the last thing I wanted to do, but there was always a respect there, if I'm being honest, and I could never say no. So I said, right, okay, I'll go. So jumped in my car, flew down here. Remember where I was sitting? I was sitting like the second row there. And um, I came in that night and I just wasn't prepared for the conviction of sin in my life. I'd been running for so long, do you know, I knew the truth, do you know, it was it was in us from an early age, you know, and you can't run away from the truth, do you know, and that night Brent was preaching and he said, the spirit of God will not always strive with man, and that pierced my heart, I knew that was for me, I knew for 13 years I'd have been, I'd have been away from God, I hadn't wanted nothing to do with him, but I knew that was for me, and the fear in my heart I knew if I never feel the conviction of God anymore, that's a frightening thought. That's a very, very, th- it frightened me. And so that night I just knew God was speaking very clearly to me. I, I knew it was on my, I knew it was my last opportunity. I really did. I just sensed it. So anyway, I left church that night, still getting saved. The enemy's very good any distractions at all he knows exactly what they bring into your path so anyway the Monday morning came I don't even know how me and mum ended up in town but we did anyway but see the heaviness that whole day was unbelievable my head was banging and it was just a real heaviness and mum looked at me and she was like love you can't keep walking around like this she's like you need to make a decision because I was a mess I really was I was a mess so anyway, I ended up in Paula's that afternoon. Again, I don't really know how I ended up in Paula's, but I ended up there anyway. And I was sitting and I knew everything was going through my mind. The preaching from the night before was going through my mind. But then I knew I had Cyprus in less than 48 hours, you know. I was like, what, am, what, what do I do? But what can I do? There's no way out, you know, because I knew, I knew when I... I knew, I knew when I got saved, there was going to be a cost. I knew everything had to go. That old life, that old Emma, I knew everything had to be left. So I went to Paula's and my anxiety was through the roof. Nobody's really paying attention. And I remember Paula turning to me and she was like, Emma, she's like, listen, she says, do you want me to pray that you're going away to Cyprus? Do you know, we'll get you back safe, whatever forget the words really and then at that moment I just thought I was like who am I to expect to expect protection to go away to Cyprus to have have the time of it and then come back and think I can just start off do you know what I mean who was I to think that God was just going to be like yeah okay away you go and then come back and finish off where we left I just knew I was like I can't do this and I turned to Paula and I said, Paula, I said, will you pray with me? And she said, to, like, to go away and come. I said, Paula, I said, I need to get saved. I just knew, you know, 
that whole day, I remember it was like a tug of war. I've testified as before and I'll keep testifying of it because it is a battle. There is a battle for the soul. And there was a tug of war that day. Do you know, there was, I was being pulled one way with this gentle voice just simply telling me to come. But then this other tug was coming being like, don't do it. What, what are you doing? You, you love the life you're living. You're going away to do the things that you get your, th- do that's how I got my thrill. And, but I just knew even the scripture that I just read out, what's it going to profit you? If you gain the whole word and you lose your soul, I just knew the life I was living was not worth losing my soul. I knew that if I was to die in my sin, I was going to hell. I knew that. Do you know, and I just knew that day and I looked at Paul and I said, Paula, will you pray with me? So we prayed on the 18th of June, 2018. It was about 20 to 5. I'll never, never forget it. We were standing there living, we were holding hands and we prayed together. And that day I surrendered everything to Christ. I felt the peace of God upon my, my mind and my body. I felt the joy of God. And I do believe from the top of my head to my feet, I felt that cleansing flow that only the blood of Jesus can do. Do you know, I know that's what it was. And from that time, I obviously didn't go away, thank God. I didn't go away, and anyway, I was replaced within 20 minutes, do you know what I mean? Honestly, replaced within 20 minutes, and do you know, from that day, I have not looked back. Do you know, my first service then was a Wednesday night, and I remember coming in just so excited, do you know, with this new life. Do you know, and from then, do you know, God has transformed my life. I was just, you know, I was just enjoying the word. I was enjoying church, the fellowship. I got baptized a couple of months later. And then I actually, the, that October, that same year in the October, um, we went away to Hong Kong on a mission trip, a few from the church, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Do you know, and then coming into 2019, this very beginning I met my husband here in the church and you know God's been so good do you know because he's just blessed us so much and I remember when I was in the world and do you know mom used to see things and I just said love she's like, you don't belong here just you know and she always used to say she's like your husband's not out in that world so that's not where you're going to find him she's, you're going, he's in the church Says your husband's in the church. And I used to look at her like, what? What? And then I came to the church and he was. <laughs> so he was in the church. And I, th- honestly, I thank God. I thank God. And so anyway, we started dating. Got quickly engaged. We're only, what was five months where we were engaged. <laughs> and then the following March, we got married then, but as most of you know, that's whenever the pandemic hit. And um, everything that we had planned had had just gone up in the air, to be totally honest. The week before our wedding, it was phone call after phone call of people having to cancel and pull out. No one's fault. Do you know, it was just, no one had a clue what on earth was going on. If you even think back, I know I think back all the time, it was so grey. No one knew what on earth was going on. It was just... 
put upon us and everyone was kind of, you know, it was crazy. So anyway, we had a lockdown wedding. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, if there's a time, I know it says in Isaiah, you know, neither is my way, our ways, his ways. And, you know, we had our wedding planned to what we wanted and what I thought I wanted our wedding to be. And it didn't work out that way. And that's okay. Do you know, because it, it wasn't God's plan. Do you know, our way, our plan was not God's plan. And so anyway, the night before our wedding, Prime Minister, nas- <laughs> national lockdown. And we're like, right. So now I remember James ringing. I was in Paula's house. And he says, Emma, have you seen the news? He says, the nation's in lockdown. I was like, what? I was like, what? The night before your wedding? Like, that's your worst nightmare, do you know what I mean? And so that night, it was awful. We, we didn't know what to do, really, what to say or anything. And then Pastor Tim and Nikki came around to Paula's and we just opened the word. I know we, di- we did have to leave it with the Lord because what on earth do you do? We, no one knew what to do. But I do remember the morning before the wedding, it was the Monday I was in mum's house and I was just gazing out the window and I st- I did, my mind started to think of Daniel and the Land's Den, the three Hebrew boys that got delivered from the fiery furnace. I started to think of these stories and I was like, Lord, if you're speaking, it, confirm it. Because if not, I'm just thinking of these Bible stories. Do you know, and he did, he, he spoke and he confirmed exactly what he was saying. And he quickens Psalm 50 and 15 and it says, And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. You know, God made a way for our wedding. It was impossible. You know, without a doubt in my mind, you know, I know there's people saying, oh, weren't you really lucky? No, we weren't lucky. God made a way for our wedding. We got a phone call between nine or half nine that morning of the wedding. I remember James just ringing. He was like, well, I was like, well, and he goes, we're getting married. So I started shouting. The NASA started shouting. It was unbelievable. Honestly, it was, it, just thinking back to it, it was crazy. But, you know, God did make a way for our wedding. And we got married up at the church barn at Paula's house. And it was beautiful. It, it was. The, even the weather that day was, was beautiful. And um, so we entered our lockdown together. As a married couple, <laughs> just <laughs> thrown in, and <laughs> you know God has been so good. You know He's 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 blessed us so much. He's blessed us with a, a lovely home. He's blessed us with a marriage. You know this founded on Him. Do you know? Because I'm being honest, I. Do you know? I don't know where I would be today without the Lord. Do you know? I just knew, even in my sinful state, I didn't want my marriage there. Do you know? I didn't want. I didn't want it. Do you know, and then we were married a, a year there in March, just a year, but as you can see, I was pregnant. <laughs> Can't hide it now. <laughs> but the Lord <laughs> but the Lord has truly blessed us, you know, with life, you know, and He is the life giver. Do you know and I, I have do you know when I I just have to thank Him for all that He's done in my life. He has transformed my life. Do you know all the glory goes to God because I don't know where I would be today without him. Do you know, and it's a scary thought. It is a very, very scary thought. But I just thank God for saving me. I thank him for everything that he's done in my life. I just want to praise him and thank him tonight. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Praise the Lord. That's just lovely. And we do appreciate Emma just being so uh, open and so honest about and so real just about her life and what the Lord has done in her life. And we're just delighted to see the Lord's hand upon James and Emma and what he has for them in the days ahead. And it's just it's just a wonderful thing to see, to see what the Lord can do in a life. And again, I know Emma would say this, if you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord, you know, what the Lord has done in this life, he can do in your life. And don't be deceived by the devil. Don't be tricked by the devil. He's a liar. And he will tell you that there's something out there when there's nothing out there. But you'll find everything in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is everything. And we just rejoice tonight in what the Lord has done in Emma's life. It's just a wonderful thing to hear and to see what the Lord has done. So please, tonight, if you're here and you're not saved, you're in this room, you don't know the Lord, maybe a young person, young girl, young guy, 15, 16, 17, whatever, being lured away, you know, so many in this room can testify of that, of the trickery of the enemy to lure, to lure you into that world. But I want to tell you something, friends, tonight, you'll find everything that you're looking for in Jesus Christ. You really will, and it is an experience. It is an experience. It's, it's a personal experience. It's a living experience. It's a reality of what the Lord can do in a life just to change that life, and it is a wonderful thing, the conviction of sin, God dealing with a heart. And if God's dealing with your heart tonight, striving with you, then I just encourage you, don't leave this place without without seeking prayer, without coming to the Lord. Maybe you're backslidden, cold in heart. But tonight, we just encourage you, just, just stop for a moment and consider. Just consider your ways. Consider where you are with the Lord. You know, sometimes there's just, it's like that, Emma, this was really sharing just about that, that crossroads, standing in that living room with her sister and that crossroads before Thank God that God gave her the grace to make the decision for Jesus. Because nobody knows just where it would have been today if she had a pushed back the hand of salvation, but she didn't, thank God. And so maybe tonight there's some in this room, you're at a crossroads in your life, and God's speaking to you. And I just encourage you tonight before we leave this place that you would that you would seek the the seek prayer, seek counsel tonight and we point you to the Lord know that he's well able to save and to keep you and the life that he has for you it's it's a it's a wonderful life it's a wonderful life will tell you the devil will tell you that there's no life for you in it there's no hope or how will it work out but I'm going to tell you and there's people who have lived with the Lord and walk with them much longer than me sitting here tonight and they wouldn't change anything because that life is such a wonderful life to live that life for Jesus. So we thank the Lord tonight for Emma just being so open, so honest with us, but so real of what the Lord has done. And we just pray the Lord's blessing upon James and Emma and the exciting days ahead, this wee baby. Life's just about to change all again. <laughs> it's exciting days, praise the Lord. And uh, we just pray the Lord's blessing upon them. Let's just pray together tonight before David comes. Amen. So, Lord, we're so mindful in the stillness of these moments. 
that the Spirit of God is speaking to hearts. Lord, we are aware that your Spirit is striving beyond the outward look of men and women, that the Spirit of God is striving with hearts in this room or perhaps people that are listening online, God is speaking. Lord, we know that you're drawing hearts and hearts are being, as it were, drawn by your great love. Just like you did with Emma that day, Lord, you're drawing men and women and young people to yourself. And oh God, we pray, Lord, that by your great grace that you would give courage and humility, O oh God, to acknowledge to acknowledge a need. That need is Jesus. Lord, as we wait just these few moments in time, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd bring deep conviction of sin. Lord, we pray, Lord, that decisions would be made in hearts tonight. Decisions that affect the eternal destiny of a soul. That God, you give great help. Lord, would you speak tonight? Thank you, Lord, for this testimony, this life that you've redeemed. Praise you, Jesus, for all that you've done in the life of Emma, James, Lord, for saving them both, bringing them together. May the blessing of the Lord be upon them. Continue to use their lives for your glory. Lord, we just give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, for it belongs to you tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together tonight. The Lord is speaking to you. Please. Just stop with us afterwards tonight, or if you're listening online, please make contact with us, and we'll be willing to pray with you. Let's stand together. Amen.